the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview, and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Good morning. Shalom. Let's pray together. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. We thank you for this season, Lord, that there is so much joy and goodwill that seems to be around, even if we don't see it with our politicians. But, Lord, we pray for them. We pray for our politicians to get into the, the understanding of the season. Lord, we pray, we do pray for our country, and we do pray, Lord, that uh, people who are alone at this time and who get depressed, we pray for them as well, Lord. Uh, let us be encouragement to people. Let us, let us just uh, be there for people and, and really uh, give them the opportunity to rejoice with us. So, Lord, we bless you. We thank you. We ask, Lord, that you would be with me in particular on on this uh, radio broadcast, as it's always a difficult one to proclaim, but uh, Lord, we pray that you are here and that people will hear not only my heart, but they will uh, be challenged, Lord, and and they will uh, just uh, see what I'm trying to say and and search their own hearts. I pray that they will. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Yeshua. Well, yes, you can already hear from my prayer that I consider this to be a uh, a difficult uh, radio program uh, because we will be talking a little bit about Christmas and Hanukkah and um, and so we're we're about to dive into it. Before we do, let me just mention that we're at the year end, right? And we certainly could use your financial support if you like this program, if you think it really touches you. Um, we don't have business advertising to give us a revenue stream, so we depend completely on you and your generosity at this time of the year. So uh, let me just say we started two weeks ago to talk about Hanukkah, and we talked about the five themes 
that we are delivered and God delivers his Jewish people and he wants to deliver us from sin and death. Secondly, that we are cleansed, just like the temple was cleansed, we cleanse our temple. Third, we are dedicating uh, ourselves to the Lord, just as the Jews dedicated the temple to God. We dedicate ourselves and make him number one in our life. Number four, um, Hanukkah is called the Festival of Lights, and so uh, we see that we are to be a light to the nations. We also know that Yeshua is a light to us, and our light is it comes from reflecting his. So uh, what a great blessing that is. And finally, uh, servanthood. Uh, just like the Shamus candle, the one that is highest above all others, it serves the others by lighting the light, and so we too must be servants as Yeshua represented by that Shamus candle um, is is a light to us. And, you know, we could go on with other themes of Hanukkah. We could add the uh, idea of miracles, that God is still in the miracle-working business. Amen? And last week we talked about what defiles our temple, the sins that uh, are so easy for us to be trapped in, Hellenism, which is importing the uh, current culture or the, the world's culture over God's culture. Progressivism, importing word, world's knowledge over God's wisdom and knowledge. Third is relativism, that truth uh, changes uh, based on the culture. Certainly, we don't like that, do we? Number four, emotionalism, which is hard for all of us, allowing our needs and our desires to direct our speech and actions rather than God's word. And finally, super-spiritualism, believing that God is speaking to us and so that we are not accountable or submitted to anybody else or any other ideas other than what God has shown us. Well, if you want to hear more about that, you'll have to listen to the past two weeks. However, this week we want to wrestle we want to discuss issues that will cause us to wrestle. I believe wrestling with God and wrestling with his word brings refinement and maturity. It's when we don't think about things that we're doing and we're not willing to struggle with God's word that oftentimes we hit a slippery slope that we don't know we're even involved in or have begun. You know, Jacob wrestled with God, and his name was changed to Israel, which means, for you have struggled with God and with man, and you have overcome. So, may the struggle begin. <laughs> Let's, let me start by saying this. I'm fine with everyone who would like to celebrate Hanukkah, and I'm fine with everybody who would like to celebrate Christmas. If you prefer one over the other, that's fine too. Scripture does not tell us to celebrate either one. Okay, we are right. You still on? You still out there in Radio Land? However, I want you to struggle today with God's word as I present to you questions that are worth pondering. You'll still have to apply your scriptural knowledge and its application rather than your feelings, as we are 
likely to open up a Pandora-like box. I'm going to ask you to give me some grace as I talk about this subject because it's never easy. So here are a few questions to consider. As we assimilate into our culture, either the world culture or the United culture of the United States, are we going against God? Try another one. Are all things that seem good God things? How about this? When we put God into a secular circumstance, does that make the circumstance godly? Are you and I part of a cultural slippery slope away from God? Is doing something that has no scriptural authority, is that always bad? So do you ever wrestle with these types of questions? I'm going to give you two scriptures, and these scriptures just keep in the back of your mind during this entire discussion. 1 Corinthians 10.23, everything is permitted, but not everything is helpful. Everything is permitted, but not everything builds up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Okay, you got that one? Here's the second one. 1 Peter 2.16, live as free people, but not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Rather, live as God's slaves. Okay, keep those two in mind. We do many good things, but if they are not God things, are we, are we going in the wrong direction? Does it start us on a slippery slope? Let's look at Christmas and Hanukkah as my examples. So, During Hanukkah, every night, it is traditional to say the following blessing. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to light the candles of Hanukkah. Well, uh, my question is, does it grieve God's heart that in our blessing is something that is untrue? (laughs) Nowhere does God say or command to celebrate Hanukkah, and certainly nowhere does it say to light the candles of Hanukkah. So what are we saying here? Now at Shoresh David, where I lead that congregation, we change the word from command to allow for this very reason. But uh, should Messianic Jews celebrate Hanukkah if God didn't say to do it? Jewish people have made a beautiful holiday out of a historic event. So let me go over some of the reasons to celebrate Hanukkah. Number one, Hanukkah strengthens our Jewish identity. Number two, it reminds us that we're dedicated to God. Number three, it reminds us that Yeshua is the light of the world and we also are to be a light to the world. Four, it reminds us to be Um, even when we're lifted high, we need to be a servant at all times. Number five, it reminds us of God's deliverance and miracles and more. 
it can be used to share the Lord with non-Messianic Jews. And, you know, last but not least, it's a tradition. It's who we are. So are those good enough reasons to celebrate Hanukkah, even though God's Word never tells us to do so? Well, my opinion, yes. Do you disagree? One reason is God looks at the heart, and my heart is not seeing Hanukkah in a commercial or secular way, but rather a way to come close to God and do the things he desires of me. So, you could make a similar case for Christmas. We could say that Christmas strengthens Christian identity, and it reminds people that they are to be dedicated to God and and that Yeshua is the light of the world as he came into the world. It it reminds us that we need to be servants. It can be used to share the Lord with others. It's a tradition. It's who Christians are. But it does not say in Scripture to celebrate Christmas. So should it be celebrated? And how do you deal with the scripture in Jeremiah? Do you say, well, that's the old covenant. We're not under the law or under the old covenant, so we can ignore the following scripture. By Before I read it, do you think that will help you struggle? No, I don't think so. But if you're going to be part of the spiritual arm of Israel, I don't think telling God that you're not willing to struggle works. And I don't think that telling God that you don't feel the old covenant is relevant anymore, I don't think that works either. So let's deal with the scripture. Jeremiah 10, verse 1. Hear the word that Adonai speaks to you, house of Israel. Thus says Adonai, do not learn the way of the nations or be frightened by signs of the heavens, though the nations are terrified by them. The customs of the people are useless. It is just a tree cut from the forest, the work of the hands of a craftsman with a chisel. They decorate it with silver and gold and facet it with hammer and nails so it won't totter. Like a scarecrow in a cucumber garden, their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them, for they can do you no harm, nor any good. There is none like you, Adonai. You are great, and great is your name in power. So in Jeremiah 10, we see some warnings. Do not learn the way of the nations. Do not be frightened by things you see. And and the custom of cutting a tree and decorating it with gold and silver is useless. Now, I'm not telling you what is right or wrong today, but don't we have to wrestle with that scripture a little bit? I know how much I love seeing the lights of Christmas trees and the Hanukkah menorah, but are you feeling so strong about your traditions that you won't struggle with God's word and want to know what he wants you to know? Though I have heard many people speak against Christmas trees because of the scripture I just read, I don't necessarily see it that way. Though I do see a warning in Jeremiah 10, and that is, do not make a Christmas tree an idol. 
keep your heart on Yeshua and help lead your family and friends to do the same. God is looking at the heart. And the scripture in Jeremiah 10 is talking about the Christmas tree as an idol. So some people probably have the Christmas tree as an idol. Others do not. But one of the things that I believe as believers we need to do is focus on the most important things and get our families to focus on God's word and what he wants as well. And that is not to make an idol out of gift giving, an idol out of Christmas trees or Hanukkah menorahs or anything like that. Our heart has to be for the Lord. It has to be clear not only to ourselves, but it has to be clear to our loved ones. So watch the different habits and things that you get into that say otherwise, that the more important things are the secular and the the gift-giving rather than the supreme gift-giver, which is Yeshua, the Messiah. Look, I grew up watching on TV things like Superman, and Popeye the Sailor Man, right? Obviously, no references to God there at all. Was it good for my parents to let me watch those things? Well, personally, I don't think that was harmful to me. Obviously, it didn't direct me towards God. But as parents, and we have to make a call on what things of the world we are willing to get involved with and what things lead us on a slippery slope. On the other hand, we can't just say that everything is about the heart and our feelings, because we know from Jeremiah 17, 9, that our heart can be deceitful. If it seems as though I'm taking both sides of this issue, you're absolutely right. (laughs) Remember, I want you to think and struggle I don't expect you to hear what is right and what is wrong from me. I'm bringing up an issue. I want you to wrestle with it. You know, in the United States, we have a population, a culture, that has embraced separation of church from the public square, embraced abortion, changed the definition of marriage, changed what normality refers to regarding men and women's identity. We've made truth relative, more based on feeling, experience, and culture than on the Bible. And political correctness is running rampant. So stay with me here. Our country's culture didn't change in the blink of an eye. We must have started this change, this slippery slope, somehow, somewhere. Some people said that it happened in 1962-63 when we took prayer out of the schools. Other people said it started in 1973 when abortion became legalized, and since then over 60 million babies have died in, in abortions, in legal abortions. And some people say it was 2015 when the definition of marriage changed from one man and one woman. 
some said the change started with women getting the right to vote or when women went back into the workforce. I noticed a a change in, in behavior. I started teaching in 1968 in public school, and in the early 70s, they allowed children to wear jeans. I saw a major change in their behavior when that happened. Some might just say, look, this is our culture. We're evolving. Ooh, sometimes I hate that word, evolving. Uh, Have our freedoms become more important than our God and his word? Look, this show today is about getting you to think, not to preach at you, and certainly not to tell you right from wrong. It's easier to see the difficulties in our country, our culture, our city, but our country and culture are made up of people like you and me. And so to say that we're not part of the problem is not being realistic. Let me ask you some personal questions. What have you done to contribute to the slide away from God? Look in your own life. Or let me ask you a different question. What have you not done that has contributed to the slide away from God? Or to put it in a positive way, what have you done that has contributed to God in this country? What have you not done that could have contributed to God in this country? These are important questions. We need to look at ourselves. Look, I believe our country is on a slippery slope away from God and away from being a great nation. And the question that I have to ask myself is, have I been a contributor to this erosion? Have you been a contributor to this erosion? Have I been more affected reaching the secular world with God's good news? Or has the world been more effective in reaching me with their message or reaching you with their message? Let's get personal. I'm not saying the following is bad or good or wrong. I'm just bringing up some ideas for you to think about. Does buying a Christmas tree for you have more to do with tradition and commercialism than God? Does having a gift for each night of Hanukkah have more to do with tradition and commercialism than God? Are our family habits and traditions more involved with our culture or more involved with God? Do our children learn more from school, which is secular, and TV, which is secular, than from us as we fight to raise our kids in a biblically believing culture? Are we more responsible for millennials' laissez-faire attitude toward God? These are questions we have to ask. In a couple of weeks, by the way, I'll be interviewing the headmaster of Bayshore Christian School on the radio. You want to hear that program as well, which kind of reminds me that uh, this is a time where we have to end the program Uh, We're out of time, so you've got to come back next week uh, because I'm going to finish this discussion. And uh, we're almost at the end of the year. 
please consider financially supporting our program. We don't have business advertising or get revenue stream any other way than your generosity. So if you feel this program is great, please, uh, uh, financial support would be great. We won't be at Shoresh David in next week because there's a conference in Orlando. Um, if you want questions, uh, want to go to that conference, mjaa.org or call Karen at 813-831-5673. I pray that this broadcast touched your heart and may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father, Teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah. God of Israel Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.